This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a sting bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman in his guise of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, girl reporter, see a chain of circumstantial evidence forged around editor Perry White. Listen. Yes, Lois, I'm positive the chief was framed on this hit-and-run charge. But is there no possible way to save him? I don't know. This is as clever and fiendish a plot as I've ever seen. And there seemed to be no weak spots. It's terrible, Clark. Yes, but unless we do find a weak spot and find the people behind it, Perry White will go to the penitentiary for a crime he did not commit. Say, how about the time you sprained your ankle or something and got laid up in bed a few days and missed all the fun with your crowd? Yes, sir, you just take things like being active and feeling swell for granted till they're suddenly yanked away from you. Right. And it's exactly the same way with freedom. We go along day by day and rarely stop to think how much freedom and liberty we enjoy. But if we lost our freedom, we'd sure realize then how precious it can be. You know, the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights aren't merely words on paper. They're the thoughts and beliefs of men, young men, who loved freedom so much they fought a war for it. And because these beliefs still live, nobody tells us Americans what we should think and how to worship and what we're allowed to say. What's more, nobody ever will, if we always cherish our freedom and know how we can keep it. Now look, in school, pay special attention to your American history. Learn about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution with its precious Bill of Rights, because they're the very base of our freedom. Right. And make it a point to see these priceless documents and others yourself when the freedom train comes to your city soon. Your teacher and your local newspaper will keep you posted. So don't miss the freedom train. And remember, the more you know about freedom, the tighter you'll hang on to it. And now, the adventures of Superman. Determined to free Metropolis from the corrupt hold of political boss Mike Hickey and his powerful machine, Clark Kent and Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, organized a reform party which chose White to run 
for mayor in the coming election. Then the following evening, a man named Henry Niles was struck down by a hit-and-run driver and reported seriously injured. Reputable witnesses described the driver as a man resembling Perry White, and the license number of the hit-and-run car was White's own. Although strongly protesting his innocence, the gray-haired editor was arrested and jailed. The next morning, there was a feeling of gaiety in Mike Hickey's headquarters, located above a tavern on Morton Street. Men joked and laughed as they entered and left the long, smoke-filled room, in the center of which, dominating like a throne, is a large barber's chair, in which sprawls the gross, heavy-jowled figure of the political boss. Behind him, working with comb and shears, is a barber. A girl manicurist sits beside him, humming. Before the chair is a desk, on which are two extension telephones, presided over by a blinking, foolishly grinning man called Punchy. Uh, did you see the day's gazette yet, Mr. Higgy? No, no, what's it say, Punchy? <laughs> Listen to this. Two columns of headlines. Perry White, candidate for mayor on new reform party ticket, jailed as hit-and-run driver. How do you like that? <laughs> I like it fine. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> hey, fellas, you hear what the boss said? It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> hey, Punchy, the mayor's on extension one. Hey, right. you want to talk to the mayor, boss? Yeah, I'll talk to the chump. Give me the phone. Okay. Here you are, boss. Hello, Andy, what's in your mind? <laughs> sure, I saw the papers. Yeah, that finishes the reform party. It'll be just like old times again. People can vote for our boys or they don't have to vote at all. <laughs> you? I'm going to give you two more years in the city hall, Andy. You're welcome. Just keep on being a good boy and don't try to make any decisions. Remember, you get along with me only when you don't try to think for yourself. You got that? Okay. Goodbye. Yeah, Punchy, take the phone. Sure, boss. Uh, Pete's on the other extension. You want to talk to him? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to tell you to call him. <laughs> it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> Give it up with Pete, boss. Oh, you're sure some character. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you really think so, huh? <laughs> Hello, Pete. <laughs> nice going, boy. It worked out swell. You tipped off the mayor just in case, didn't you? And the commissioner? Good. Okay. See you later, Pete. Right. So long. Take it away, Punchy. <laughs> uh, what's the joke, boss? <laughs> I was just thinking of that poor sucker, Perry White. <laughs> He's sure gonna look swell in convict stripes. <laughs> As Mike Hickey and his henchmen make merry over what they are certain will be the fate of Perry White, Clark Kent and Lois Lane arrive at the city hospital. And when they attempt to visit the man White is alleged to have injured, they are turned away by two police officers who stand guard at the door of the room. I told you they wouldn't let us in, Clark. That poor Mr. Niles is in a critical condition. Is he, Lois? Oh, of course he is. You heard Inspector Henderson say that hit-and-run driver almost finished the poor man last night. Now, I don't know why you insisted on coming wait here, but I... Wait, wait, Lois. What's the matter? Mr. Niles is not in a critical condition. As a matter of fact, he's perfectly all right. What? He's perfectly all right. They've got him bandaged like a mummy, but there isn't a thing wrong with him. God, Kent, have you gone crazy? Not at all, Lois. I've just got the answer to this riddle at last. Come on. Where? Clark, wait a second. Listen. We're going to see Inspector Henderson. Hurry up. (laughs) 
I want an order from you, Inspector. Authorizing an independent physician appointed by the Medical Association to examine Harry Niles. Are you out of your mind, Kent? No. You see, the I don't were... understand it, Inspector. He didn't even get into Niles' room. And yet he says there's nothing wrong with the poor man. There isn't. But Carl... Harry White was framed by this man, Niles, who's pretending to be seriously injured, and by another man made up to look like Mr. White, who drove the so-called run car last night. Who says there's nothing wrong with Niles? I do. And I can prove it. How do you know? Because I... Well, never mind how. No, I'm sure of it. Oh, you looked through the closed door of Mr. Niles' room and through the bandages and saw there was nothing wrong, huh? Yeah. Next thing you'll be telling us is that you're Superman. This is no time for joking. Listen, Inspector. No, I... you listen to me, Kent. Oh, I realize you're upset about Mr. White. But this kind of talk will only make things worse for him and for you. But look, it's... Niles is under the care of a private physician who happened to be at the scene of the accident and of the chief of staff of the city hospital. They say he's critically injured. The city hospital man is Mike Hickey's political appointee. And it's my hunch this whole thing is a political plot to discredit Mr. White and the Reform Party. Uh, and I think the private physician, who just happened to be at the scene of the accident, was planted there. Nonsense, sheer nonsense. I'll prove it. If you'll permit me to bring a physician of recognized standing to Niles' hospital room. Well, you'll have to get that permission from the mayor, Kent. But I can't recommend it. You haven't a bit of proof. All right, then I'll go to the mayor. Go ahead. But if you'll listen to me, Kent... So long, Inspector. Be seeing you. Look, Mr. Mayor. Perry White's very life may be at stake. What harm can be done by letting another reputable physician, or two if you like, examine Harry Niles? The superintendent of City Hospital is as fine a man as there is in the world, Mr. Kent. All right. And it just happened that I know the private physician on the case, too. An excellent chap, excellent. I see no reason to go over their heads. But Mr. White's reputation is right. I am very busy now, Mr. Kent, so I'll have to ask you to leave. All right, Mr. Mayor. Before I go, let me tell you this. I know Perry White has been framed. And I'm going to blow this dirty plot wide open. I'm heading up to the governor's office right now, and I intend to spare no one, absolutely no one, Mr. Mayor, yourself included. Good day, sir. You've known Mr. White a long time, Governor. Do you believe he could be a hit-and-run driver? Well, frankly, Kent, I was never so shocked in my life as what I heard of it. I couldn't believe it. And you've known me a long time. You trust me? <laughs> Thoroughly, Kent. Thanks. Then don't ask me how I know, just believe me. When I tell you that I do know that Mr. White is being framed, and you can break the plot against him if you order a well-known yes. physician, your own if you like, to examine Harry Niles, the so-called victim. <laughs> now, wait, Kent. It's only in a vital emergency that a governor takes it upon himself to override the mayor of a great city. It is an emergency. I tell you, Perry White was framed, Governor. Have Niles examined by your own physician, and he'll tell you. Well, uh, yes, you, you make it very hard for me to refuse. Will you do it, sir? Yes. Yes, I'll do it. Oh, Kent. thank you, sir. Thank I'll you. send Colonel Adams, my personal physician, back to Metropolis with you at once. What will happen when Clark Kent and the governor's physician return to Metropolis? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Accompanied by Colonel Adams, personal physician to Governor Marshall, Clark Kent returned to Metropolis. As we join him and Colonel Adams now, they are walking along a corridor in City Hospital. Harry Niles' room is right here at the end of the hall, Colonel. He... Uh-oh. What happened to the police guard? What police guard, Kent? There were two officers stationed outside his room. Great, Scott. What's the matter? Plenty. Well, I open this door. Look, Colonel. The room is empty. Harry Niles is gone. Well, now, don't get excited, Kent. They might have moved him to another room. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. He isn't anywhere in this hospital. He must have been taken away so that you and I couldn't prove the truth. 
alarmed Clark Kent probes every room in the hospital again with his X-ray vision. And the fact is that the mysterious Harry Niles has indeed been taken away beyond exposure. Where is Niles? And what will Kent do now to uncover what he knows to be a gigantic plot against Perry White and the people of Metropolis? There's a thriller in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 9 of Ruler of Darkness on... The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a sting bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today in the city hospital, Clark Kent and Colonel Adams, personal physician to the governor, question a young intern about the disappearance of a patient who is alleged to be the hit-and-run victim of editor Perry White. Listen. Do you have any idea what happened to the patient who was in this room, doctor? Why, yes, he left the hospital about an hour ago, Mr. Kent. But how could he? I understood he was in a very critical condition. Well, that's what I understood too, Colonel, but his doctor and two men took him away on a stretcher. Well, do you know where they took him? No, I don't. I presume Mr. Jansen, the hospital superintendent, knows, though. He was here at the time. That's the man we want to see. Come on, Colonel. Look, if you have a friend who's an expert photographer, show him some of your pep photos of great screen and sports stars. Get his professional opinion of them. Bet he says they're an outstanding job of picture taking because each photo is amazingly clear and sharp. And remember, these terrific photos are yours at the prize. One in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Right. 24 candid camera-sized photos of great stars like George Sanders of United Artists Movies and lovely Virginia Mayo of Sam Goldwyn Pictures and Adolf Kiefer, the champion swimmer. Now, of course, you'll want to collect all 24 photos in this great series and fast. So a little later in the program, we'll show you how to play the game of photo swap. It's the exciting way to trade your duplicates for photos you need. Remember, look for your photo in every package of pets. 
Those catchy whole wheat flakes that taste so good, you'll want a spoon for each hand. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. Shortly after Perry White, editor of the Metropolis Daily Planet, agreed to run for mayor against the candidate of Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss, he was arrested and jailed as a hit-and-run driver. Certain that White was being framed, Clark Kent went to the city hospital, where Harry Niles, alleged victim of the hit-and-run attack, was supposedly in a very critical condition. Using his Superman X-ray vision, he felt that Niles, beneath his layers of bandages, was not injured at all. Falk, the mayor, a tool of political boss Mike Hickey, Kent persuaded the governor of the state to send Colonel Adams, his personal physician, back to Metropolis to examine Niles. But when Kent and Colonel Adams arrived at the hospital, they found that Niles had been taken away, and they hurried to Hospital Superintendent Jansen's office. I demand that you tell me where Harry Niles is, Mr. Jansen. Really? What gives you the right to demand anything of me, Mr. Kent? An executive order from the governor instructing Colonel Adams here to examine Niles. Here's the order, Mr. Jensen. Hmm. <laughs> it. I was appointed by the mayor, gentlemen. I take orders only from him. Look, Jensen. Why are you afraid to let Colonel Adams examine Niles? I'm not afraid. There's just no reason for it. Niles has his own doctor. Besides, he's in a critical condition. He can't be disturbed by outsiders. You say he's in a critical condition, eh? And yet you permitted him to be taken from the hospital? As a physician, I find that very strange and suspicious. I don't care how it seems to you. This is municipal business and does not concern the state government. See here. Now, look, I've wasted enough time. Get out. Not so fast, Mr. Jensen. One more question. Get out. Get out or I'll call the police and have you thrown out. Why, you insolent... We're going, Jensen. But we'll be back to see you thrown out. Come on, Colonel. Let's go. I told the driver to drop me at police headquarters, Colonel, and then take you to the railroad station. It's all right, Kent. You know, it makes my blood boil to see a man like Jansen at the head of the city's own hospital. How do the people stand for it? Well, I assure you, the people don't like it. But Mike Hickey holds the entire administration of this town in his dirty hands. Why, he even framed Perry White and smeared our reform party. <laughs> but we may still be able to beat him in this election if I can find Harry Niles fast enough. Any idea how to do that? Well, you see, Niles is the state's witness against White. As such, he can't be moved without the consent of the police. So, Inspector Henderson must know where he is. I see. Is, uh, is Henderson on your side or Hickey's? He's on the side of justice. He's straight as a string. That's what I'm counting on. Oh, here we are. Police headquarters now. Well, I'm sorry you had to make this trip to Metropolis for nothing, Colonel. Well, that's all right, Kent. Good luck to you in this fight. Thanks. I'll keep you posted. So long. And even if I wanted to, I couldn't tell you where Niles is. Because I don't know. You don't? That's right. The mayor took this whole thing out of my hands. But Inspector, he can't do that. You're holding Perry White in jail, and Niles is your witness against him. Uh, Kent, in he- Kent, you ought to get your facts straight. White was released an hour ago on bail. Released? That's right. Now, if Niles dies, White will be brought in and tried for manslaughter. If Niles lives... White will be tried on assault charges. Don't you see, Inspector? That's why you've got to help me find Niles now. Look, Kent. I like you. And speaking strictly off the record, I'd like nothing better than to see you run Mike Hickey and his gang out of Metropolis. Well, then what? What? 
Well, if you had any real proof of your charge, maybe I could help you. But as it is... Okay, what... okay, Inspector. I have to find Niles myself. Just tell me this, though, if you will. What do you know about Niles? Nothing. Nothing except that he holds a small job in the sanitation department. Works for the city, huh? Mm-hmm. And he lives alone in a rooming house at 1100 West 13th Street. 1100 West 13th, okay. Now, what do you know about the doctor who just happened to be at the scene of the accident the other night? The one who's now acting as Niles' physician. I think you said his name was Tobin? That's right, yes. His office is at 1900 West 88th Street. 1900 West 88th. Right. And he's also on the city payroll, health department. He works for the city, too, eh? Right. How about it now, Inspector? Still think there's nothing fishy about this case? Confounded, I know it's fishy, Kent, but there's nothing I can do. Nothing! Until you bring me something more than just a, well, just a private opinion to go on. All right, Inspector. I'll bring you something to go on. I'll bring you plenty. So long. Leaving police headquarters, Clark Kent makes two phone calls, and a short time later, we find him in the office of his friend, Candy Myers, the private detective. They didn't take Carrie Niles to his home, Candy. I just checked. And Dr. Tobin's office is closed. His nurse said he told her to be gone for a day or two. She doesn't know where. Well, it's pretty clear that both Tobin and Niles ducked into a deep hole, Kent, and pulled the hole in after them. My guess is you won't see either one of them till after the elections. Uh, that'll be too late, Candy. We've got to find them and find them in a hurry. Otherwise, Mike Hickey's crowd will sweep the elections and Mr. White may go to the penitentiary. I know, Kent, I know, but down at Halen, there won't be an easy job. The only thing we can do is to find out all we can about Niles and his doctor pal and then follow each trail separately, hoping one of them will pay off. Well, that's what I thought you but could. But the right two assistants are out of town on the case. I can't cover both angles. I've got two feet. And I've got two. You take one man, I'll take the other. Now, whom do you want? Niles or Dr. Tobin? Niles is my baby. You take the medical, Kent. Okay. We'll keep in touch with each other through the Daily Planet. And remember, Candy, every minute counts. Grimly determined to track down the two conspirators, Clark Kent and Candy Myers take up their separate trails, unaware that great danger will intervene before they see each other again. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Our scene is several miles southwest of Metropolis in a deserted county forest preserve where a small private ambulance is parked in a grove of trees. In the back of the ambulance, a dapperly dressed pink-cheeked man with a small waxed mustache is busily unwinding the last of many layers of bandages from his wiry, ferret-faced companion. Uh, uh, have these bandages off in a minute, Niles. There, that does it. Probably a little stiff. Uh, Want me to help you up? No, no, no. I can make it, Doc. Oh, boy, it sure feels good to have all them wrappings off. You had me taped up like a mummy. <laughs> I had to make it look good, you know. You were supposed to be critically injured. Yeah, yeah. I took a big chance. If we hadn't got away before that planet reporter showed up with another doc, my name would be Mud. I hope Mike Hickey appreciates it. Oh, he does. He gave me a thousand dollars for you. What? Here it is. Only one grand for showing up the election farm. Relax. He said there'll be more. And a nice fat job on some city payroll. After the elections, now. Well, that's a little better. Hey, what's he going to do for you, Doc? He's making me commissioner of the health department. Hey, not bad, huh? Not at all. See, Mike takes care of his friends. Well, now, are you all set? Yep. Mm. Everything's checked. Here I go to get lost. All right. Remember now, nobody sees you until after the elections. Don't you worry. Where I'm going, nobody will find me. So long, Doc. Be seeing you. So long, Niles. You're right here, after the elections. Waiting until Harry Niles had disappeared among the trees, 
The dapper Dr. Tobin returns to the ambulance, slides in behind the wheel, then steps on the starter and pulls away. So Clark Kent was right. The hit-and-run charge which added to Perry White faces a penitentiary term was a frame-up by Mike Hickey, arranged to discredit White and the Reform Party with the voters of Metropolis and to ensure the re-election of Hickey's corrupt machine. Will Hickey get away with it? Or can Superman and Candy Myers somehow catch up with Harry Niles and Dr. Tolton and in time to foil the crooked political boys? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. For more thrills in The Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman continues his attempt to clear Perry White of a false charge at the Metropolis Daily Planet, Lois Lane, girl reporter, receives an exciting telephone call from private detective Candy Myers. Miss Lane, this is Candy Myers. Oh, hello, Candy. Is Kent there, Miss Lane? No, he isn't. Oh, you know where I can reach him? Well, I know I don't, Candy. He hasn't been in all morning. Is there anything I can do? No, i got to see Candy fast. I've got to not meet him very nice. Good. Why not give it to me? Well, time to talk to you, Miss Lane. Look, if Kent comes in, tell him to wait next for me. I'll be at your office in uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> Say, to get an actual photo of Virginia Mayo, the star of so many Sam Golden movies, you don't even need a camera. Here's a better way. Right. You can get her photo as an exclusive pep prize. Yes, she's in that terrific pep photo series of 24 famous stars. You get a photo of a star in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. Correct. A brilliant, candid camera-sized photo of a great screen or sports star. Along with Virginia Mayo, there's Peggy Ann Garner, the cute little 20th Century Fox star. And Orville Grove, the Chicago White Sox pitcher. You'll want to collect photos of all 24 stars in this photo series. So trade your duplicate photos with friends the exciting way. Play photo swap. We'll show you how it's played a little later in the program. Right. And keep collecting your photo from each package of Pep. Those catchy-tasting whole wheat flakes. Use an extra deep bowl for Pep, because you'll be digging deep for every last delicious flake. Correct. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. When editor Perry White announced that he would run for mayor of Metropolis on a Reform Party ticket, Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss, determined to kill White's chances. 
conspiring with his henchmen, Hickey arranged a fake hit-and-run accident and framed White as the hit-and-run driver. Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, was on the verge of exposing the frame-up, but was prevented from doing so when Hickey had Harry Niles, the pretended hit-and-run victim, spirited away to a hideout. After posting a high bail bond, Harry White was released from the city jail. The next day, Lois Lane received a summons to report to the editor's office, where we find her now. Listen. Yes, Lois. Uh, can't get in yet? No, not yet. That's nah, too bad. I wanted you both here when I... Uh, when I... Uh, when you what, Chief? When I announced my withdrawal from the campaign for mayor. Your withdrawal? That's right. But, Chief, you can't do that. You can't quit now. Not when we've got our reform party organized. Our reform party is licked before it even got a chance to fight. Now, let me, He took care of that when he smeared me. People won't have any faith in a party whose chief candidate is in line for a jail term. But we can't just lie back and let Hickey and his crooked machine go on getting away with having his goons, blackjack youngsters like Jimmy Olsen, and frame fine men like Joe Martin and you. You've got to lead the people in a fight against the Hickey machine. Sure, sure. But will the people believe I was framed? Will they do something to throw the Hickey machine out of the city administration? Of course they will, Chief. They'll vote Hickey right out of power. It's your job and mine to make them wake up to what goes on in politics. Well spoken, Lois. I second that. Oh, hi, uh-huh, Clark. Okay. Hello, Chief. Oh, come on, come on. Don't look so low. We're far from yet. Look, has there been any word from Kenny Myers? Oh, yes, Clark. He called up some time ago and oh. said to tell you he's got a hot lead on Harry Myers. He has? Well. Yes, he was going to be here in 20 minutes, but golly, that was an hour and a half ago. Something must have come along to hold him up. Well, my hunch is that his hot lead turned into a cold potato. Now, look, she... What about you, Clark? Any progress in your search for Niles' doctor? Or what's his name, Corbin? Yeah, that's right. No, no luck yet. But I got a lot of feelers out, and if only one of them... Maybe that can't. I'll take it. Hello? Who? Yes, it's Clark Kent. Is it Candy? No. Who'd you say? Oh, Mr. Collins, yes. You say phone? What? 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 Just a minute. Yes? Uh-huh. Fine, I'll be right over. Thanks for calling me, Mr. Collins. You seem all excited, Clark. What was that? The manager of the garage where Dr. Tobin keeps his car. He said he just had a call from Tobin telling him to fill the tank with gas. Uh-oh. Hey, maybe that's... Sorry a... to interrupt, Chief, but I've got to get going because Tobin's expected over at the garage right away. Now, look, if you hear from Candy, tell him where I am. Sure, Clark, but... Sorry, Lois, I can't wait a second. Wait a... This may be the break we've been waiting for. Stand by to hear from me. <laughs> Want me to answer that, Chief? No, never mind, Lois. I'll take it. Yes? Chief, this is Kent. Is it Clark? Oh, yes, Kent. Yes. What's happening? Nothing so far. I'm still at Tobin's garage, but he I... He didn't show up, eh? Oh. Not yet. I'm going to stick right here until he does, though. Listen, have you heard from Candy Myers? No, not a word. Well, nothing happened. I doubt it, Kent. Well, I'll call again later, Chief. Okay. So long. Wait a minute, Chief. I want to talk to him. Oh, what? Oh, wait, Kent. 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 I'm sorry, Lois. He hung up. He didn't have anything to report anyway. But I wanted to ask him where the... Hiya, Chuck. Oh, hello, Kent. Uh, Kent Myers, now where have you been? <laughs> busy, kid. He's plenty busy. Got a line on Harry Niles. I'm pretty sure I know where he is. You do? Where? Easy, easy. Where's Kent? He's in a garage where Dr. Tobin keeps his car. Hey, what garage? What's the phone number? I don't know. Never mind, Kent. You don't oh, know. You mean we can't reach him? That's right. Clark didn't tell us where the garage is. I was going to ask him just now when he phoned, but he hung up too oh, soon. Oh, I need that guy, Kent. I need him bad. Well, what for? To go out with me to this place where Niles is. I need a witness. No, I'll go with you, Mike. No, wait a minute, Chief. Uh, as a defendant in this case, you won't do, Mr. White. I need an impartial witness. I said that, Mr. Candy, and I'm going with you. Might be dangerous, Miss Lane. Oh, so what, Candy? I've worked okay. with you before. Okay, you win. We'll be back in a few hours, Mr. White, at which time you'll be in the clear. I hope. <laughs> Taking Lois Lane by the arm, Andy Myers hurries her from the office. 
Where are they going? And what will happen? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. 22 miles southwest of Metropolis, on a deserted country road flanked by dark, rolling farmland and patches of woods, Sandy Myers has brought his car to a stop. Helping Lois Lane out, the private detective points to a narrow stream, silvery in the eastern darkness, which winds downhill through a meadow to a clump of trees, only dimly seen in the near distance. There's a stream, Miss Lane. We follow it for about a half mile to where it bends you up right. From there we can see the broken farm. Okay, Katie. Well, let's get started. I got my flashlight working. There, okay, let's go. Watch your step through the underbrush. Yeah. Good thing I wore walking shoes today. Say, listen, how do you know this isn't just a wild goose case, Candy? Well, I got a hunch it isn't. That private ambulance Dr. Tobin took miles away from the hospital and was seen at a gas station on Highway 16. That's not the way we come out on. Yes, but what does that prove? They were in this neighborhood. What's more, now wife told me that her noted husband hid out on his uncle's farm a couple of times. And things got too hot for him in Metropolis. That was before Mike uh, Hickey was bossing Metropolis. How did Mrs. Niles come to tell you all this, Candy? She's plenty burned up at Mr. Niles. Seems he ran out on her as soon as he tied up with her. Never gave her a cent. A sweet character, isn't he? Yeah, he's a nice guy, all right. I'm willing to take a fair-sized bet that Kent was right when he said Niles wasn't hurt at all in that hit-and-run frame-up. Well, if he's here, we'll find that out. Mighty soon. Let it. If so, we'll bring Inspector Henderson out. You know, the mayor told the police to pay off this case, but Henderson's the right guy. If we bring him the top on Niles, look at a bad port. Oh, yes, I know it. Oh, What's the matter? Oh, I just tripped over that tree root. No harm done. Good. Come on. They don't have much better to go. Just that little piece of wood to hit. It's hoping we find Niles there, Candy. Yeah, my fingers crossed, Miss Lane. And my toes. I don't make any unnecessary noise from here on. Quiet, Kay. Quiet, Icy. Yeah, I hear something, too. Something coming. Two people sound like. Everybody else hunts these woods except for us. You reckon it might be someone coming after Harry time? If when it is, we're gonna take care of him, Tiger. Near the stream in the small patch of woods which Lois Lane and Candy Myers are entering, the tall, hard-faced gaunt man in overalls steps back behind a thick clump of bushes, dragging his huge massive dog with him. Quickly, he takes his rifle, arrests it in the crook of his elbow, keen eyes searching the darkness ahead. Who is this man? And what menace does he hold for Lois and Candy, who are approaching, unaware of his presence? Lois and Candy are stepping in danger, great danger, and Clark Kent, who is Superman, is unaware of it. That means there's a thrill a minute in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 11 of The Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of...
Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a sting bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today, he's Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, with Superman unaware of their whereabouts, Lois Lane and Detective Candy Myers draw near to the hideout of a man who helped to frame Perry White, quite unconscious of the fact that their approach through night-darkened woods is being watched by an armed man and his ferocious dog. Listen. Keep our eyes peeled on them, too. Don't let's let them know they're being watched. Wonder what in turn he's in there doing here. Say, you think maybe they're here after Harry? Well, we'll find out soon enough. And if they are, we'll take care of them, Tag. You and me, we'll take care of them. <laughs> Say, if you're excited at getting a pep photo of a great screen or sports star, remember this. That photo is only one in a whole series of 24 stars. And you get one in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Think of it, a complete gallery to collect. Photos of Dana Andrews of Sam Golden Pictures and Hedy Lamar of United Artists. And Adolf Keefer, the swimming champ. And they're yours as an exclusive pep prize. Yes, sir. Every photo is sharp and clear. A handy, candid camera size. Right. The most thrilling collector's item since way back when. And look, here's the exciting way to swap your duplicates for photos you don't have. Yes, play Photo Swap, the terrific swap game. We'll show you how later in the program. Remember, a photo is yours in every package of Pep, those catchy-tasting flakes of good whole wheat. You wonder how each spoonful can taste better than the last, but it always does. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. To destroy the chances of Editor Perry White's being elected mayor on a Reform Party ticket, Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss of Metropolis, succeeded in having White arrested on a framed-up hit-and-run charge. Knowing it was a frame-up, Clark Kent, who is really Superman, and his friend Candy Myers, a private detective, joined forces. While Candy searched for Harry Niles, a Hickey henchman who had posed as the hit-and-run victim... Kent hunted for Dr. Tobin, a physician in Hickey's employ who had spirited Niles away from the city hospital to a hideout. During Kent's absence, Candy picked up Harry Niles' trail and with Lois Lane, drill reporter, drove into the countryside southwest of Metropolis. On foot, they followed a stream in the moonlight and came within sight of the old Nelson farmhouse where Candy believed Niles was hiding. But they were unaware that a tall, gaunt man in overalls 
carrying a rifle and accompanied by a huge mastiff dog, was trailing them. As cautiously, they approached the farmhouse, which hid in the dark shadows cast by a grove of trees. Listen. Look, Miss Lane. There's a light downstairs. One of the back rooms. See it? Uh-huh. We'll make for that. See what we can see. Now, remember, all we want to do is to find out if Niles is here. And if he's not hurt, like Kent says. Then we'll go back to Metropolis and get Inspector Henderson to send someone out to nab him. That's good enough for me, Candy. I'm not anxious to meet Niles out here alone. I just hope he's got a dog. Yes, that would be bad. But if they did, it would have hurt us by now and be barking its head off. Yeah, I guess so. Wait. Let's wait. What's the matter? Thought I heard something. Somebody. Where? Behind us. I don't hear anything. Except the crickets. I don't either now. Maybe it was a rabbit or a squirrel. Yeah, it could be. Come on. the willies. We're almost there. Whatever you do, don't slip or anything now. I'll try not to, Candy. No, if only Niles is here. Find that out right now. Hold it. Looking for somebody? Uh, what the? Don't reach for your gun, Mr. Rousey. Watch him tight. Who are you? I'm the fellow whose land you're on. Oh, you must be Mr. Nelson. Who are you? Who us, sir? Why, we're... we're well, uh... Come on, talk up. When folks come trespassing on my land, my trigger finger starts itching. Now, take it easy, Nelson. We're friends. You ain't no friends of mine. I never seen you before. Well, we're friends of your nephew, Harry Niles. You're friends of Harry? Sure. We came out here to uh, bring him an important message, didn't we, Miss uh, Susie? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sure, we did. Mike Kiki sent us out to see Harry. Uh, Harry's here, ain't he? I ain't saying yet. You say Mike Hickey sent you? Yeah. That's right. I don't believe you. Now, listen to me, Mr. Nelson. We'll find out if you're telling the truth or not. Harry'll be back soon. And if you're lying like I figure, this rifle will do the talking. Turn around. You better do what the man says, Miss Lane. Yes. Ah, uh, take that gun out of your shoulder holster real slow, mister, and pop it on the ground. Slow, I said. Don't make no other move. So it'll be the last you ever meet. Okay, okay, take it easy. Now, march around the house and into the kitchen. We'll wait for Harry there. Go on, get... Watch him, Tag. Candy, what do we do now? I don't know, Miss Lane. This don't look so good. Very wise speaking. Chief, this is Kent. Oh, where are you, Kent? Well, I'm uh, sort of shuttling, you might say, between Dr. Tobin's house and garage. Still waiting for him to show up. I'm at the garage right now. Well, stop wasting time and get back here. I'm not wasting time, Chief. The only lead I have at the moment, and I'm sticking with it for a while longer. Listen, did you and Lois hear from Candy Myers? Yes, he came in a little while ago and said he was pretty sure he knew where Harry Miles is. Oh, well, let me talk anyway. Well, he's not here. He went out with Lois. Went out? Where? To check up on Niles, of course. To see if he is where Candy thinks and if he was only pretending to be in. As you say. Where did they go? Well, Candy didn't say. He was in too much of a hurry. Oh. Well, please call me as soon as you hear from them, will you, Chief? Uh, the number here is uh, Metropolis 43100. Have you got it? Metropolis 43100. That's right. Okay, Kent. Meanwhile, I'll keep checking with you. I still think Dr. Tobin will show up here. So long. Bye. <laughs> Tell that dog of yours to stand on the other side of the kitchen. I... I, I don't trust him. Tig knows you're afeard, miss. 
Women, so be you're telling the truth about Mike Hickey sending you out here to see Harry. You ain't got nothing to be afeard of. When'll Harry be back? There's his car now, I reckon. That's Harry. Now we'll find out if he knew he was lying or not. Come, Candy. Hiya, Harry. Who are they, Unc? Come in and shut the door, Harry. How you doing, Harry, old boy? Long time no see. Who are you? Why, uh, Don't you remember us? No, never seen you before in my life. I knew they was lying. I knew it. Now I'm going to take care of them. Stand back, Harry. His gaunt, cruel face twisted into a guilty smile. Nelson flips his rifle to his shoulder and sights along its gleaming barrel at Lois Lane and Candy Myers. What will happen? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the kitchen of a farmhouse, Harry Niles' uncle has leveled his rifle at Lois Lane and private detective Candy Myers. As the gaunt old man's finger tightens on the trigger, Candy calls out to Harry Niles. Don't let him shoot, Niles. Mike Hickey sent us out here. Hold it, Uncle. No, we're not. Mike did send us out to talk to you. It's, it's very important, Harry. Don't you believe him. Let me... Wait go. a minute. All right, talk. Why did Mike send you out here? He, uh... He wants us to take you to another hideout. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a reporter on the Daily Planet found out where you were. And he may be out here soon with the state police. Now, we got to move fast, Harry. I say don't believe him, Harry. Shut up, Uncle. How did this reporter guy find out where I am? Tell me that. He found out from your wife, that's how. My wife? Yeah, that's right. You know, she's sore at you. So she blabbed that this is where you always hide out. Harry, I warn you, these two... Quiet, Uncle. I'll check this story right away. What do you mean, check it? How? I'm going to call up Mike Hickey personal and ask him. Uh-oh. Quiet. I want the progress. Nine, one, two, oh, two. That's right. Mike says he sent you out here. Okay. But if he says he didn't... Well, Nelson will take care of you like he wanted you before. Dismayed, Lois Lane and Candy Myers can no more than look at each other as Harry Niles waits for Mike Hickey to answer while the old man points his rifle at them. For they know what the political boss's answer will be and what that answer will mean to them. With Clark Kent, who is Superman, miles away in Metropolis, unaware of his friend's grave peril, what, if anything, can save Lois and Candy now? And prevent Mike Hickey from sending Perry White to the penitentiary. Monday's exciting episode is packed with action, thrills, and a surprise. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 12 of The Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's... For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman, copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman C Comics magazine. And is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, with Superman unaware of their plight, girl reporter Lois Lane and private detective Candy Myers are in grave danger as Harry Niles, the man they've been trailing, checks their story by telephone with Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss of Metropolis. Listen. Hello, Mr. Hickey. This is Harry Niles. Listen, I... I had to call you. Because there's a guy and a dame here who says you sent them out here to take me... Yeah, yeah, right here. Easy, Miss Lane, easy. Oh, you didn't, huh? Ah, don't you worry. My uncle's holding a gun on him. Yeah, sure, I know what to do. Hello. They're spies, ain't they, Harry? Yeah, Unc. They're spies, all right. But they ain't gonna do no more spying. Not in this world, they ain't. Let's say you're watching a football game. Down on the field, Charlie Trippy, the All-American halfback, is playing a whale of a game. And you wish you could see him close up. Okay, here's your big chance. Now you can get a real close-up photo of Charlie Trippy as a prize. He's in that great pep photo series of 24 famous screen and sports stars. You get a candid camera-sized photo in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Right. Besides Charlie Trippy, there's little Peggy Ann Garner of 20th Century Fox Pictures and lovely Joan Bennett of United Artists. Now, of course, you want to collect all 24 photos in this slick series, and the exciting way to trade your duplicate photos for ones you don't already have is photo swap. Later in the program, we'll show you how to play this thrilling swap game. Remember, collect your photo from every package of Pep. Those catchy flakes of crisp whole wheat. At breakfast, every spoonful of pep says, Man, this is eating. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Perry White, editor of the Metropolis Daily Planet, announced that he would run for mayor on a reform party ticket. Mike Hickey, powerful and corrupt political boss of the city, laid plans to nip this challenge in the bud. He arranged a fake automobile accident in which White was identified as a hit-and-run driver and arrested. Before Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, could expose the frame-up, Harry Niles, who pretended to be the hit-and-run victim, disappeared from the city hospital with Dr. Tobin, another Hickey henchman. While Kent searched for Dr. Tobin, Handy Myers, a private detective, learned that Niles was hiding out in an isolated farmhouse. And accompanied by Lois Lane, girl reporter, he went out to confirm his tip. 
But they were surprised and captured by Niles' uncle, an ex-convict named Nelson. And now in the farmhouse kitchen, Lois and Candy face two guns. All right, you two, talk up. What was your ankle in tracking me out here? Was it to get me down to police headquarters and show them I wasn't even scratched in that phony hit-and-run deal? Well, no. We... No use, Miss Lane. They're wise to it. You bet we are. Well, what are you going to do about it, Niles? You're a bright boy. What do you think I'm going to do? If you're smart, you won't try anything rough. Because, like I told you, certain Daily Planet reporter and Inspector Henderson know about this place. Chances are they're on their way out here right now. So if anything happens to Miss Lane or to me, they'll know who did it. Hey, uh, get some rope. What for? We're going to take these two up to the old quarry and tie them up there. Then we'll get rid of them, and after that, you and me will hide out in Masterson's cave until the elections are over. Henderson or nobody else will find us there. <laughs> they sure won't. You got a head on you, Harry. Hurry it up! As the two ex-convicts tie Lois Lane and Candy Myers' hands and ankles before taking them to the old quarry, Clark Kent is in the office of a public garage in Metropolis, where he is talking with Mr. Collins, the garage manager. It's been over three hours since Dr. Tobin phoned Mr. Collins. I'm beginning to think he changed his mind about coming over for his car. Uh, could be. Maybe he figured you'd be waiting for him here, Mr. Kent. Yeah, that's possible. Well, I might as well go back to the office. Maybe they'll have some good news for me there. Wait. But... Here comes Dr. Tobin now. Really? Wait. Look. The fellow with the little mustache. Just crossing the street. You see? Yes, I see him. Look, Mr. Collins. You know what to do, don't you? Leave it to me, Mr. Kent. Mike Hickey condemned my garage once, bankrupt me because I wouldn't pay graft to his mobsters. I'll do anything I can to get back at him. Okay, this is your chance, so go to it. Leaving the office, Clark Kent runs up the ramp in the garage to the shadowy second floor, where a long row of cars stand, unattended. Then, behind the end car, under an open skylight, he swiftly strips off his business suit to stand revealed in the blue costume and brilliant red cape of Superman. A moment later, when Dr. Tobin, dressed in dapper fashion, his Humburg hat perched jauntily on the side of his head, approaches his car, Superman steps out to meet him. Good evening, Dr. Tobin. Uh, oh, oh, who are you? I'm Superman. Don't you recognize me? Superman? Oh, go on, you're crazy. Uh, get out of my way. Do I want my car? Suppose we have a little talk first, Doctor. I haven't time About to... Harry Niles. Uh, Harry Niles? Yes. Where is Mr. Niles, Doctor? Did you know? Look here, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going out to get the police. Oh, no, Doctor. No, you're staying right here until I get the truth. Let go. Help! Help! Shouting won't help you. Nothing. Not even Mike Hickey can help you now, so stand still and talk. There's nothing to talk about. I did nothing wrong. Oh, is that so? Then why did you remove Niles from the city hospital before a legitimate physician appointed by the governor could examine him? Because, uh, well, because they're... Uh... There were threats made against Niles' life, and mine, too, by White's friend. That's a lie, and you know it. You spirited Niles away because you know if a legitimate physician examined him, he'd find nothing wrong with him. That would put Niles and you and Hickey, too, in danger of a penitentiary sentence for conspiracy. No, no, that's not true. I tell you, Niles was seriously hurt. Practically every bone in his body was broken. Don't tell me that, because I saw Niles, and I know he wasn't even scratched. Now, I want to know where you took Niles. It's none of your business. I'm making it my business, Doctor. Because the proper authorities have been handcuffed by Mike Hickey, who thinks he's the law. He must be shown he's wrong. 
quickly now. Where is Harry Niles? I won't tell you. I warn you, Tobin. You, you can't do anything to me. You'll find out. Uh, will you? No, 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 let me go. Up through that open skylight. Stop. Stop. And away! Oh, we're, we're flying. Don't drop me. Are you willing to tell the truth now? Please, take me down. You might drop me. I might indeed, unless you talk fast and truthfully. Where is Harry Niles? I don't know. You're a disgrace to an honorable profession, Doctor, and I'm sure the Medical Association would be well rid of you, so... No! No, 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 don't drop me. All right, then tell me. Where is Niles? All right. All right, I... I left him in the county forest preserve. The county forest preserve? Yes. Yes, his uncle's farm is near there. I... I didn't want to be seen near the farm or the ambulance. You're going to be seen near it now. Away! You're sure this is the farmhouse, Dr. Tobin? Yes. Yes, this is it. Why is it empty? Sure, I don't know. Niles was going to hide out here with his uncle until after the election. Wait a minute. Scented perfume in the room. Yes, it's the perfume Miss Lane wears. That means she was here with Candy Myers. Candy told Mr. White he thought he knew where Niles was. But where are they now? Well, maybe your friends took Niles back to Metropolis. We'll soon find out. Come along. Huh? Where, where are we going? They left Metropolis to come here only a couple of hours ago. So they must have left here very recently. If they started back to Metropolis, we'll find them quickly. Up with you. There. Now, up and away! Leaping up from the farmhouse steps with the cringing little doctor in his arms, Superman streaks away through the night skies toward Metropolis, vainly searching the road below for a car bearing his friends and Harry Niles. But as we know, Niles, with Candy and Lois as his prisoners, is not en route to Metropolis. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Carrying Dr. Tobin, Superman has through the sky to the city limits of Metropolis, darting and circling to scan every car on every road below him. But he has failed to find the car carrying Lois Lane, Candy Myers, and Harry Niles. Now, convinced that something must have happened to his friends, the Man of Steel hurtles back to the farmhouse like a thunderbolt and ranges over the dark countryside of farm and woodland and swamp, searching for his friends. Meanwhile, on the edge of a deep black quarry, Lois Lane and Candy Myers, their arms and ankles tied, stand facing the gun of Harry Niles and his gaunt uncle. Okay, I'm all set. Let them have it. Now! Their faces drained of color. Lois and Candy see the guns raised and aimed at them. And slowly realize that this appears to be the end for them. How will Superman, who is not yet at hand, be able to save the gallant girl reporter and the loyal, likable private detective? What will happen now to Mike Hickey's corrupt machine that flourishes in Metropolis like an evil weed? Be sure to hear tomorrow's exciting action-packed episode when strange and thrilling things happen. Don't fail to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 13 of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. 
It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap several buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Today, he Kellogg's the Super Cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Lois Lane and Candy Myers face the murderous guns of Harry Niles and his uncle at an old quarry, Superman, carrying the corrupt Dr. Tobin high in the air above the surrounding countryside, searches desperately for them. No sign of Miss Lane and Candy yet, Dr. Tobin. You'd better pray that I find them before anything happens to them. You're flying so fast, I, I can't breathe. That patch of woods. No, they're not there. They can't be far away, though. Faster! Put me down! When I put you down, it'll be in a jail cell. Oh, wait a minute. At that old quarry. Miss Lane and Candy and Harry Niles. Scott, I'm afraid I'm too late. Hooray! Say, want to join a club that brings you lots of exciting fun? This club is organized specially for you. Helps you learn stuff that's not only fun, but also mighty useful. Yes, here's your chance to sign up for the American Junior Red Cross. Correct. You can join the Junior Red Cross right in your classroom. It won't cost you a cent. The Junior Red Cross wants members, live wire members, not money. And the minute you join, you'll get right in on all sorts of exciting and fascinating doings. You can enroll for Red Cross courses that are fun, and besides, help you to help others. For instance, you can take courses in first aid and accident prevention. You can learn life-saving and water safety. Plus, lots of other things that'll make you important in your community. Not only that, the Junior Red Cross will set things up so you can exchange letters and photos with young folks in foreign countries and get a better understanding of people in other lands. It's fun to make friends like that with faraway folks. And the Junior Red Cross has further excitement in store for you. Ask your teacher tomorrow how you can join up and be a member in good standing. Now, the adventures of Superman. Determined to free Metropolis from the grip of a corrupt political party controlled by Mike Hickey, Clark Kent, who is Superman, and Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, organized a reform party which nominated White to run for mayor in the coming elections. But Hickey, equally determined to crush all opposition to his despotic rule, 
arranged a fake automobile accident in which White was falsely identified as a hit-and-run driver and arrested. Before Superman could expose the frame-up, Hickey ordered Harry Niles, the man who posed as the hit-and-run victim, to be spirited away from City Hospital to a hideout by Dr. Tobin, another of his henchmen. Private Detective Candy Myers and Lois Lane, girl reporter, traced Niles to an old farmhouse where they were captured and taken to an old quarry to be shot. Meanwhile, Superman had captured Dr. Tobin and with him searched the countryside around the farmhouse from the sky. Tied hand and foot, Lois and Candy stood on the edge of the deep, dark quarry and Niles lifted gun ordered his uncle to fire. Okay, uncle, let him have it. Now! Superman, high in the sky, comes within view of the scene, flashing downward like a meteor hurtling through space. He snatches the twin bullets of death from the air, a scant hair stretched from the hearts of Lois and Candy. Then, plummeting to the ground before the wide-eyed Lois and Candy Myers, Superman thoroughly frightened Dr. Tobin and places his own steel body as a shield between his two friends and the angrily amazed Harry Niles and his uncle. Holy smoke. Superman. Serpent, you mind that? It's Superman. Right. Drop your gun, Niles. You too, old-timer. What the... Where'd he come from? Never mind. Get him, huh? Drop your guns, I... I got him, Harry. Superman! 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 Are you two all right? Oh, <laughs> never felt better. But you didn't get here one second too soon, Superman. Say that again, Miss Lane. I was practically saying hello to St. Peter. Glad I made it on time. Here, wait a minute. I'll take these ropes off you. How did you find out where we were? Yeah, and who's this little character you brought with you? He's listening to the birdies, too. That's Dr. Tobin. My last flight seems to have taken the wind out of him. Dr. Tobin? Yes, I managed to uh, persuade him to tell me where Niles was hiding out. Incidentally, I see that Clark Kent was right. Niles wasn't hurt in that hit-and-run accident, was he? Of course he wasn't. The whole thing was a frame-up by Mike Hickey to smear Perry White in a reform party. But how did you know about all this, Superman? Oh, I keep informed of what goes on in Metropolis, Miss Lane. There we are. You're both three now. Oh. Oh, All right, let's deliver our three unconscious friends to Inspector Henderson. And tell him to sweep out another cell for Mike Hickey. Right. I think we've got Hickey on the run at last. Grasping the relaxed forms of Harry Niles, Nelson, and Dr. Tolkien, Superman lifts them like a bundle of dirt wash. And taking Lois Lane and Candy Myers under his other arm, he leaps high into the air and streaks to Metropolis. A short time later, a furtive, shifty-eyed man pounds excitedly on the door of Mike Hickey's handsome residence and is shortly in the presence of the fat, many-chinned political boss who, in bathrobe and slippers, has been smoking a last cigar preparatory to going to bed. Blinky, what brings you here at this time of night? I, I thought I'd never get here, Mr. Hickey. You're in trouble. Big trouble. What's wrong? Harry Niles and Doc Tobin. They're in the city jail. What? Are you serious? Yeah, on the level, Mr. Hickey. I just come from there. Inspector Henderson brought them in. And you should have heard it. He says you framed Perry White in that hit-and-run deal, and not the mayor, the district attorney, nor nobody else can keep him from sending you to the big house. Well, I'll stop him right now. Uh, uh, who are you calling? Shut up. Dirty Henderson. I'll get him for this like I got everybody else in town who wouldn't play ball with me. I'll... Huh. Hello. Jerry? Mike Hickey. Listen, Henderson's got Harry Niles and Doc Tobin in the cooler. Yeah. The fat's in the fire for sure, unless we were clashed. Now listen, here's what I want you to do. You gotta make it good. I want. His fat fist gripped tightly around the telephone. Mike Hickey issues rapid fire orders to his unseen lieutenant. Desperate orders designed to save himself and the corrupt empire he controls through a political machine. 
And now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is close to midnight in Metropolis. At the Denton Planet, the city room is deserted, save for a lone nightman and a telegrapher. But in Clark Kent's office, Kent and Lois Lane remained to write page one stories for tomorrow's paper. And now, having completed their tasks, they join Candy Myers, who has been waiting for them. Boy, oh boy, what a night. Huh, Miss Lane? Oh, you said it, Candy. Too bad you weren't with us, Clark. Well, you two have described everything so clearly, I feel as if I had been there. <laughs> Incidentally, Candy, you did a swell job of tracking down Harry Niles. Oh, thanks. It wouldn't have paid off, except with funeral wreaths, if not for Superman. Brother was glad to see him show up at that quarry. No more than I was, Candy. But what I'd really like to see is Mike Hickey's face when he reads my page one story in the Daily Planet tomorrow. Me? I want to see his face when Inspector Henderson puts the handcuffs on him. And when <laughs> Barry White is elected mayor and Hickey's rotten political machine, the whole kitten caboodle is swept right out under the street. You'll see the whole that next month, Miss Lane. You hope. Don't forget, Mike Hickey is as slippery as a snake. Huh? You got Hickey over the barrel now, but good. Ken's right, Candy. Huh? Who said so? Oh, Inspector Henderson. Hello, Hi. Inspector. Come up to join the celebration party. No, Candy. Ken told me you would be here late, and since I was passing, I thought I'd bring you the bad news in person. Bad news? What? What do you mean, Inspector? Hickey sprung Niles and Doc Tobin before I could get them to confess. I don't Sprung? How could he do that, Inspector? Well, I was just getting them both softened up by telling them they were sure to get a life rap, unless they told everything, when Jerry Gans, he's Hickey's lawyer, showed up at the jail with a DA. Uh-oh. Uh, Gans yelled that I couldn't hold his boys because they weren't booked yet, and the DA backed him up. So I had to take Niles and Tobin before a city magistrate to charge and book them. And, of course, the DA, who was appointed by Hickey, made sure there was a Hickey judge on the magistrate's bench. Oh, great. I can see what that means. Yeah. It means that in spite of everything I could do, the magistrate set a cheap $5,000 bail for both Niles and Tobin. Only $5,000 for those, those murderous... That's what? right, Miss Lane. The bondsman who came with Gans stepped right up, slapped down the 5000 and our case against Hickey walked out of court. Free on bail. Oh, no. Well, Jeff and Jemima, they'll skip time. Of course. Sure, sure. They've already skipped. I only had one man handy, and I put him on their tail. He followed them to the airport, where they took off in a chartered plane. Oh, Gee. Well, there goes the ball game. And how? And the one, they're headed out of the country. And without them to testify against Mike Hickey, we haven't got a case against him. And the big boy is still running this town. <laughs> Dismayed, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Candy Myers stare at the grim-faced Inspector Henderson. Aware now that at the very moment of victory, their prize has been snatched from their hands. And Mike Hickey is still free to assert his gangster rule over Metropolis. We know that Hickey, threatened as he never was before, will attempt anything to crush all opposition to his evil rule. We know, too, that Perry White, his name cleared, will stake everything to dethrone the corrupt political boss. What will the next move be in this titanic struggle for civil rights in a great city? We'll find out in tomorrow's thrilling episode, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 14 of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Cap. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding... More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, eat Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, in his office at the Metropolis Daily Planet, Editor Perry White stands by tensely as Clark Kent receives startling information on the telephone from Police Inspector Henderson. But, but, well, great Scott, Inspector, are you sure? Well, what is it, Kent? Just a moment, Chief. Oh, this is bad news, Inspector, very bad news. Right. Okay, so on. Well, what's bad news, Kent? Well, you know, Mike Hickey's lawyer, with the aid of the D.A. and a Hickey judge, arranged for Harry Niles and Dr. Tobin to be released on bail from the city jail. Yes, 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 I know that, but what about the bad news? Oh, wait a minute, now, get this, Chief. Niles and Dr. Tobin left Metropolis in a private plane last night. <laughs> you mean they skipped their bail? Uh-huh. Matter of fact, Henderson is sure they skipped the country. But, but with no witnesses against Hickey, there's no case against him. So, Mike Hickey is still the boss of the city. <laughs> You know, even if you had a camera, you'd probably never get a chance to snap a photo of a movie star like Hedy Lamarr of United Artists. Right. So think of getting her photo as a prize. Yes, she's in that swell pep photo series of 24 famous screen and sports stars. One of these photos is yours in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. Sure, a brilliant candid camera-sized photo of a top-notch star. Besides Hedy Lamar, there's that he-man Dana Andrews of Sam Goldwyn Studios. And Adolph Kiefer, the champion backstroke swimmer. Now as you collect all 24 photos in this great series, keep them in a Pep photo album. Yes, a special album that keeps your photos clean and safe in neat rows. To get your album, look for directions on the side of your pep package. Remember, you get a prize photo in every package of pep, those crisp flakes of whole wheat. Every morning you get prize eating in each delicious pep spoonful. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. Acting to remove all opposition to his corrupt rule, Mike, the political boss of Metropolis, attempted to smear Editor Perry White, candidate for mayor on a Reform Party ticket, by framing him as a hit-and-run driver. White was arrested and jailed. But Clark Kent, who is Superman, and his friend Candy Meyer, the private detective, uncovered the frame-up, and Superman captured the two key figures in the plot. However, using all his political influence, Hickey had the prisoners released from jail on a ridiculously low bail and arranged for them to skip town immediately. Now, although their case against Mike Hickey has blown up, Perry White and his co-leader of the Reform Party, George Hollister, prominent metropolis merchant, are still certain they can defeat Hickey's machine in the approaching elections. But in White's office in the Daily Planet, Kent voices a warning. Gentlemen, now that Inspector Henderson's statement has cleared Mr. White and our Reform Party is back in business again, we've become an even greater threat to Mike Hickey. So we've got to expect trouble and plenty of it. Trouble? What you kind mean of for trouble? Mike Hickey, Kent? Right, Chief. After all, tomorrow is primary day. 
And if you get the 100,000 votes you need to be nominated... 100,000? Yes. Well, I'll get two or 300,000 votes. Maybe more. Well, I know. But people know now I was framed in that phony hit-and-run accident. And even if we can't prove Hickey was behind it, they're plenty suspicious. That's right, Kent. Our district leaders tell me all voters will go to the polls tomorrow than any other primary day in the city's history. I know, Mr. Hollister. But Hickey realizes he's in for a real fight now, and he'll take his gloves off. Well, let him. We're waking the people up, showing them Hickey can be licked. And we'll keep hammering to get more and more people behind us, and come election day, Hickey and his rotten political machine will be swept into the yes can. Extra, extra, Perry White and Bob Party candidates win nomination. Extra, read all about it. day turnout in Metropolis history, Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet and his Reform Party running mates, George Hollister and Bert Gray, hold more than three times the votes necessary for nomination. The candidates backed by Mike Hickey's political machine were also nominated easily, but the heavy vote registered by White's Reform Party indicates a close and bitterly contested election next month. As the jubilant Perry White celebrates the impending defeat of Mike Hickey and his political machine, the heavy-jowled political boss sits in an inner room of his headquarters above a tavern with his two chief lieutenants, Andrew High, the mayor of Metropolis, and Peter McCann, the city treasurer. Hickey's fleshy face is set in a deep scowl, and he chews savagely on his ever-present cigar. We're in trouble, boys. Serious trouble. The reform party showed too much strength in the primaries. Oh, that doesn't mean anything, Mike. The people are steamed up right now about that hit-and-run frame on Perry White. They'll forget all about it by election time next month. I'm not so sure, Andy. What do you think, Pete? I believe Andy's right, Mike. you said yourself a thousand times the people are too dumb and too lazy to care about politics. They got steamed up today, but it'll pass like it always does, and they'll leave things to us. Not this time, I'm afraid. The Daily Planet won't let them forget. And if the morning bulletin and the Gazette throw their support behind the Reform Party, we're in the soup. Ah, they still can't lick us. After all, one out of every four registered voters is on the city payroll. Because we put them there, they'll vote for us. So they can stay in the gravy train. That's true, but that still leaves three out of four, Andy. Three quarters of the voters to vote against us. Oh, that's nothing. We know that not more than half the voters ever go to the polls anyhow, Mike. We're sure of our gang on the payroll. And if our ward bosses pick up another good block of votes... We're going to throw your thick hands at this election. We'll beat all the others. More than half the voters will turn out this time, a lot more. Because the Daily Planet keeps them stirred up. Uh, the Planet just announced a series of articles by the star reporter, Clark Kent. That'll be dynamite. I know, Kent. He talks big, but it's... What? Nothing. He's a smart reporter, that Kent. He's going to ask us what happened to the $5 million fund the people voted for slum clearing and housing. Well, you're the city treasurer, Pete. How will you answer that? My, uh, I refuse to answer. That's right, Pete. Smart. Very smart. Don't you see how that's practically admitting we stole it? And Kent's going to ask us what happened to the $2 million fund for the new playground. How will you answer that, Mr. Mayor? Well, uh, I'll say the the fund's being held in abeyance, pending uh, estimates, plans, uh, etc. Held in abeyance? uh, Where? In your personal strongbox? That's nobody's business. No? Now, look here, boy. We may get away with that kind of stuff when the people are asleep. 
too lazy or too busy making money to care about their own government. But when they've got the biggest newspaper in the city screaming at them day after day to wake up, then we're in trouble. Hmm. Yeah, maybe you're right. You huh? bet I am. We've got to make the planet shut up. How? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I know how to do it. You know? How, Mike? <laughs> Why didn't I think of this before? Relax, boys. Just sit back and watch me bust the Daily Planet together with Perry White and Clark Kent. High, wide, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> His skull gone now, Mike Hickey leers triumphantly at his two lieutenants. What does the political boss mean? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Following his nomination, Editor Perry White spent a busy evening with George Hollister and Bert Gray, planning his campaign for election. Clark Kent worked on his articles exposing Mike Hickey and his machine. Then, planning an early start in the morning, White decided to spend the night in Kent's apartment instead of driving to his suburban home. It is about midnight when the phone rings. Hello? Yes, this is Clark Kent. Who? Oh, hello, Mr. Grayson. How are you? Uh, that John Grayson, our publisher? Uh-huh, it's you. Yes, he's here. Sure, just a minute, please. Wants to talk to you, Chief. Well, I guess he wants to congratulate me. Maybe. Uh, hello, John. How do you feel about your editor being the next mayor of Matrop? Huh? What's that? He what? What is it, Chief? Uh, just a minute, Ken. You're kidding. But, but that's impossible. Why, Chief, why, listen, what is it? He can't do it, I tell you. I, I, well, I don't know what I'll do, but he can't do it. Oh, why, why, it'll cost us the election. Chief, look, will you tell me? Yes. Yes, oh, all right, John, yes. Yes, we'll be there. Okay. Good night. Chief, in heaven's name, what is it? Why are you trembling? You were right, Kent. About what? About Hickey. Uh-oh, what did he do now? The building commissioner, uh, one of his boys, has condemned the Daily Planet building. Condemned the Planet building? Yes. The Planet can't go to press anymore in our building, Kent. But... And without the Planet to blast Hickey day after day, we're licked. His face grave, Harry White looks suddenly like an old man. And even Clark Kent, who has been expecting trouble from Mike Hickey, is stricken speechless at this latest and terrible blow below the belt. Yes, Mike Hickey is far from beaten. His powerful and corrupt political machine is about to ride roughshod over the dead planet and our friends, as it has over all other opposition. What can Kent and White do? This is a challenge demanding all of Superman's great powers, and he accepts the challenge tomorrow. So be sure to be with us then, same time, same station, when the Man of Steel goes into action in Chapter 15 of Ruler of Darkness on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the super serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Today, he's Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, John Grayson, publisher of the Metropolis Daily Planet, tells Clark Kent and editor Perry White how Mike Hickey, corrupt political boss of the city, has just dealt them a staggering blow. Well, we're out of business, gentlemen. The notice was served on this evening. The building commissioner has condemned the Daily Planet. Condemned it? Mike Hickey is responsible for that. The building commissioner is his stooge. Hickey appointed him. And I'm sure he got him to condemn the planet building to keep us from exposing him to the voters and beating his rotten political machine in the elections. Of course he did, Chief, but I... Well, who does that gangster think he is? Hitler? Does he think he can get away with this? He did get away with it, Perry. And I don't think there's a thing we can do about it. Say, know how a professional photographer judges a photo? He judges it by the pose and the lighting and how lifelike it is. Right. And all 24 of your pep photos score high on each count. Just think of getting a top-notch photo of a great screen and sports star as a prize. One photo's yours in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Correct. A photo of a star like Virginia Mayo of Sam Goldwyn Pictures and slick George Sanders of United Artists and the Chicago Bears' great halfback, George McAfee. Now, of course, you're aiming to collect all 24 stars in this standout series. And the exciting way to swap your duplicates for photos you don't have is PhotoSwap, the thrilling swap game. We'll show you how to play later in the program. Remember, a photo is yours in every package of Pep, those crisp flakes of good whole wheat. As you march those spoonfuls of pep from your breakfast bowl, you'll have a parade of good eating. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, the adventures of Superman. As candidate for mayor on a reform party ticket, Editor Perry White is spearheading a drive to free Metropolis from the grip of the corrupt political machine controlled by Mike Hickey. Due to the efforts of Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, Hickey failed in a bold attempt to smear White and send him to the penitentiary. But now Hickey has struck again. Fearing the power of the press, he has set out to muzzle it by condemning the building that houses White's newspaper, the influential Daily Planet. As we continue now... John Grayson, owner and publisher of The Planet, is conferring with editor Perry White and Clark Kent in his home. Listen. Yes, Perry, it looks as if Mike Hickey is too strong for us. I'm afraid we'll live. Oh, no, we're not, John. We can't let Hickey get away with this. We'll fight him. We'll... Now, just a moment, Chief. On what grounds did the commissioner condemn the planet building, Mr. Grayson? Simple but effective grounds, Kent. He claims the rock beneath the building has cracked and is beginning to crumble. Oh, nonsense. Well, of course it's nonsense, Perry. Our engineers examined the foundations and underlying rock a short time ago when we were considering adding three stories to the building. We found everything in good order. But what can we do about it? Take him into court. Fight him right up to the Supreme Court if we have to. That'll take too much time, Chief. That's right. My lawyers say it might take months to have that condemnation order set aside. Months? But, but Election Day is only four weeks away. And we can't beat Hickey unless we keep hammering at him every day in the planet. Exactly, Perry. That's why I say we're late. No, sir. No, sir, I won't admit that. We've got to face facts, Perry. Now, wait a minute. I've got an idea. An idea? What, Ken? Yes, let's have it. 
Besides the planet, you own several small-town newspapers, don't you, Mr. Grayson? Why, yes. Including one in Willow Falls, just 40 miles away? That's right, the Willow Falls Star. You have a roomy, modern plant there. Just what are you getting at, Kent? Perfectly simple. My idea is to publish the Daily Planet in Willow Falls and truck the papers in a metropolis. Well, you're out of your mind, Kent. No, I'm not. The star is equipped to print 20 or 30,000 papers a day. So? The planet has a circulation of half a million papers a day. I know that, Chief. But there's a lot of room in the star plant. We can put in enough linotypes and presses to print all the papers we need. Impossible, Kent. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Do you know how long it would take to bring that equipment in from the factories? Maybe a month or two at the earliest. Well, granted, but I... Yes, and by that time, the elections will be over. No, no, that's no good, Now, Kent. wait a minute, will you? My idea is to take the linotypes and presses we need from the Daily Planet. Huh. Are you kidding? No. You're not very practical, Kent. Those machines weigh several tons apiece. Disassembling them and moving them to Willow Falls would be at least a month's job. Well, of all the silly ideas. Oh, really? Well, now, suppose I told you the plant in Willow Falls will be ready to turn out half a million papers a day by tomorrow morning. What? Why, that's so ridiculous, it's funny. Now, look, Kent, this is no time for jokes. We're in serious trouble. I'm not I don't... joking, Chief, but I'll prove it. Now, wait a minute, Kent. Now, where are you going? See a man about a moving job. Now, Kent, don't be a fool. Now, oh, let's see. Where can I... Oh, I can change in this alley. This is a real job for Superman. Now, let's see. I'd better pick up Pat Murphy, our foreman. Together, we can prepare a little surprise for Mr. Grayson and the chief, and for Mike Hickey. There we are, all set. Oh, and away! There. Delivery doors are open. You say you want this big press first, Murphy? That's right. Well, don't tell me you mean to fly with it. It weighs ten tons if it weighs an ounce. That's a flyweight for me. Watch closely, Murphy. Mother of mercy. You lifted it right off the floor. Sure, and it'll be in Willow Falls in a matter of seconds. Have those other machines disconnected when I get back, will you? Now, up and away! Saints alive! He flew away with that ten-ton press like a bird with a straw! Gasping, Pat Murphy watches Superman disappear through the open delivery door with the mammoth press. And he has hardly had time to compose himself before the Man of Steel has returned from Willow Falls for another load. Well, what's next, Murphy? That, that number two, Chris. Right you are. Up with it. There. Now, up and away! I must be dreaming. He done it again. Like a man in a daze, the planet foreman points out great presses, linotype machines, and huge rolls of paper to Superman, who transports them with incredible speed through the air from Metropolis to Willow Falls. Then, by seven o'clock in the morning, the reconverted plant of the Willow Falls Star is a beehive of activity as Daily Planet employees, assembled by foreman Pat Murphy, arrive to man the great presses that turn out the Daily Planet. A long line of Daily Planet trucks, all with the slogan, Vote Right for Perry White, painted in huge letters on their sides, take on loads of papers and get underway to newsstands throughout Metropolis. What? I can't believe it, Kent. I must be dreaming. How did you ever get hold of Superman and persuade him to do this for us? Well, how I got hold of him is a secret I can't reveal at the moment, Chief. But persuading him to do the job was quite easy. He's right with you in this fight against Mike Hickey. In fact, he's much closer to you than you think. Huh? What was that, Kent? Huh? Nothing, Chief. Oh, boy, if I could only see Hickey's face when he realizes we've pumped his ace again. I'd give a week's salary for his picture when he finds out. I'd give more than that to know what he's thinking and what he'll do next. Because as sure as there are little green apples, he will do something. 
And it'll probably be worse than anything he's done before. Clark Kent is probably right. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In Mike Hickey's headquarters above a tavern on Morton Street, an unusual quiet prevails. Through the long, smoke-filled room, ward healers and political hangers-on, always so loud and assertive, talk in low tones, their eyes shifting uneasily to the oversized barber's chair in the center of the room, where Mike Hickey sits alone, a deep scowl on his heavy-jowled face. At his feet, ripped and trampled in a fit of rage, are shreds of the late edition of the Daily Planet. Torn headlines scream the news of Boss Hickey's unsuccessful attempt to muzzle America's free press. And as his angry glance catches those headlines, yellow lights flare in his deeply pouched eyes. And then the lights burn out, leaving his eyes cold, emotionless, crafty. His heavy head swings to watch the door expectantly, and when a man enters, he nods toward his office. The newcomer is short, slight, quietly dressed, with felt hat pulled low over his eyes. Unobtrusively, he walks around knots of men and into Mike Hickey's private office at the end of the room. Then, freeing himself from his barber's chair, the political boss waddles after him into the office and kicks the door shut behind him. Took you long enough to get here. I come as quick as I could, Mr. Hickey. What's on your mind? There's a man in this town who's lived too long. I want you to get rid of him. What's his name? It's written on this piece of paper with his address. You're kidding, ain't you, Mr. Hickey? I never kid you to know that. I want this man taken care of tonight. For an instant, the yellow lights flare again in Mike Hickey's eyes and then smolder out leaving them as cold and expressionless as those of the slight man before him who folds the slip of paper carefully, puts it into his pocket, then nods and walks quietly from the room. Whose name is on that deadly piece of paper? We'll find out in tomorrow's surprising action-packed episode, gang, so be sure to listen. Don't miss Chapter 16 of Ruler of Darkness, tomorrow on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Super Serial. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!